Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. So in my line of work, you're always trying to help individuals develop certain little key things that can help with the not only the mental development of themselves personally, but also help really just land the philosophy that they have on the team or the business that they're working for. So you're always trying to find creative ways to not only just help with deliverables, but you're also trying to find ways to help encourage, inspire, unify the people that they're usually in charge of leading, right? And, and, and what's really interesting is that along this journey, yeah, you're applying a lot of the stuff that you've already learned in performance psychology, but you're always exploring and landing on things that are new to you that you can share not only with that individual, not only with that individual, but you're also adding things to your tool to belt as well. I think that's the beautiful thing about the constant um, the constant need or desire for growth and expansion, right? One thing that I honest, I honestly feel very passionate about is always being a student, right? Always approaching each day, each opportunity is a learning opportunity. So, you know, each team is different, just as every individual is different. Every coach is different. Every CEO is different. So I always find it interesting to kind of adapt myself or 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 find ways with what I say, with how I approach, with when I engage and when I like when I disengage, like you're always trying to figure out the perfect rhythm when it comes to human development. And a large part of that is not only accessing where you um, fit in, um, but being in the way without being or being in the space without being in the way. So I was in, um, so recently I was having a conversation and we were talking about uh, creating opportunities for this particular individual to um, develop some key insight into helping find ways to not only reach and engage the people that he was leading, but to really um, develop more inspiration. And I landed on this article that talked about something that's called self-determination theory, self-determination theory. And the whole emphasis around Um, The philosophy or the understanding of um, self-determination theory is that, you know, if you start communicating or you prioritize um, this theory within your corporate structure or your team dynamic, then what you can do is you can, by creating and establishing these three important key elements of this theory, you can find ways to not only inspire, but you can find ways to really extract not only the most meaning, but um, people who are in your space on this journey, but doing it and operating it from a place of purpose um, and developing it through the lens of 
intrinsic motivators as opposed to ex extrinsic motivators. So I found it interesting and I thought it was very, um, it was very powerful. And so I wanted to share with you guys, <clears throat> I wanted to share with you today because I, I found it something refreshing, but also something that I think is going to stick with me for a while. So self-determination theory. So it said it breaks down in three important um um, three important parts um, that go into this theory. The first part is autonomy. Autonomy. Do you, whatever it is that you do, wherever it is that you do it, if you're working in the direction of whatever goal that you have, whatever your individual goal, but more importantly, your team goal, your structural, cultural goal that you have for wherever you are and whatever you're trying to accomplish with this group of individuals, are you leaving room within how you operate within, how you communicate within, how you arrive at these goals, these team goals, these business goals. Are you leaving space for autonomy? Are you leaving space for those individuals within or under your toolage or under your guidance? Are you leaving space for them to um, be able to take ownership and autonomy over where they are, right? Making a collective decision. And I think one of the challenging things in the role of leadership is that often one of the mistakes I see that's made more times than not is that, you know, a lot of times good leaders feel like in order to be good leaders, you have to operate in the silo. A lot of those decisions, a lot of those goals that you have and how to execute it has to happen in the space where only you and you um, and maybe one other person that you trust are a part or is a part of that process. And I think that's a mistake. I think it's by giving or by allowing um, your team to be a part of some of these goals that you're setting for yourselves, but also the way in which you think are powerful ways to accomplish those goals, it allows that state of autonomy to find itself in your culture. And when you get people who feel like they're a part of the creative process, they feel more invested. So I thought that was a really powerful call out for number one. Number two is the opportunity for mastery. You know, mastery is something that we're all, to a certain extent, we're all driven by, um, whether we know it's mastery or not. We love to develop a skill and, and, and throughout time and throughout diligent, intentional practice, we like to see ourselves improve. Um, we live in, in, in a world where it's easy to get into autopilot when it comes to the normal functions and daily routines of life. But when we find ourselves being met with a new challenge, um, usually we find it very uh, intriguing, but also somewhat exciting to learn something new and to, and to shift into that space of mastery, right? So wherever, wherever it is that you're in, in, in charge of getting a group of people to operate and navigate in a certain direction, are you being as intentional with the skill that's required for each and every person to contribute in their own way that allows for them a space to become masterful at what they do, at their craft? Or are you keeping them hamstrung because a lot of the information that they would need in order to be masterful at that specific skill or position or role within the company, you are only sharing the bare minimum. So therefore, in order for them to develop that, they have to develop it under you or around you or with your guidance. Or are you leaving enough space? Are you leaving enough clarity where if you do have those people on your team that want to get better, they can do so. If you do have those people that are, that are intrinsically driven by mastery, are you leaving them enough room to be able to do that? So you go from autonomy to mastery, right? And then the last thing, the last, the last component, which 
you know, I said this before, I think this is probably the most important because I think it's often overlooked and that's relatedness. Our ability to be able to take this goal that we have for this team of, or this group of individual or our business, our ability to pe- our ability to be able to take this big um, future focusing forecasting goal and finding ways to communicate effectively with the people with whom we need to get enough energy, effort, intensity, and commitment in order to accomplish that goal. Are we communicating or, or, or using our, um, using that goal or use our creativity to land and making sure that they're aware of how the things that they're doing today, this week, how they relate to the overall end goal. I think a lot of times when you find um, the first thing that shows up when you're finding players detached, you're finding individuals within your company detached, is because I think on the on on the deeper level, there's a huge disconnect between them feeling as if what they're doing today is relatable or has an impact has an impact to the overall end goal. We can become so focused, especially in the roles of leaders, you can be so focused on what the overall outcome is that you just assume because you spent enough time understanding how A connects with B and B connects with C, that a lot of times a conversation about relatability doesn't necessarily need to happen. So what you end up doing is without having those substantial conversations to make sure that people that are on this journey with you find a sense of connection through the relatability of what they're doing today and how it impacts the tomorrow, what you end up doing is you end up losing out on a powerful opportunity to not only get buy-in, but to, to, but to deepen the level of commitment, but also deepen the level of connection to what the goal is, the journey is, right? So just by incorporating this self-determination theory, what you're allowing yourself to do is to find creative pockets of engaging with the people that you're in charge with leading in those three ways and trying to find or trying to use that theory as a way to extract not just more meaning, but more value from the people that you're set to, um, that you're set on this journey with. So keep that in mind, autonomy, mastery, and relatedness. There you go. See you ball. Cheers.